Learn more about the albums you love with Dissect, a music analysis podcast hosted by me, Cole Kushner, a lifelong musician. Each season of Dissect dives deep into one album, examining the music, lyrics, and meaning of one song per episode. We've covered albums by Kendrick Lamar, Tyler the Creator, Frank Ocean, just to name a few, and our brand new season just launched all about Radiohead's 2007 masterpiece, In Rainbows. Listen to Dissect on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, because great art deserves more than a swipe. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Welcome to Food News. I'm Juliette Littman. And I'm David Jacoby. Let's put 30 minutes on the clock. And a reminder, if you would like to be a part of this podcast, give us a call at 646-STEW-138. And if you want to watch this podcast, not just listen to it, in the very near future, you'll be able to do so on Spotify. Yeah, you'll be able to tell if we're actually mad at each other or if it's just coming across that way for the sake of content. I'm never actually mad at you. Sometimes I'm mad at you. That's fair. I deserve it. <laughs> you know, you don't. You really don't. I really do. Okay, let's move on. Let's yes. start. Let's not fight. Minutes. <laughs> the pumpkin spice latte will outlive us all. That is a headline from the New York Times that was just sort of doing like an annual check-in on pumpkin spice latte. I'm gonna be honest, we're gonna have a lot of Starbucks content today, but in this Starbucks content, got some good Starbucks facts, which is someone they quoted for this article said, the idea of pumpkin simply did not exist as a consumer category at the scale familiar to Americans today before the Starbucks latte. And hmm. I believe that statement. And I like, it's it, I just think it's so self-evident, but it's also still shocking. But I'm like, yeah, I feel like they did introduce. It was a pie. Yeah, pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin seeds. Yeah. Pumpkin soup. But yeah, it was not prevalent, especially as like a powdered flavor that you added to things like a cinnamon. Or like, you know, mush. The pumpkin, as I mentioned yeah. a few weeks ago, pumpkin mush is back and I'm fucking delighted to have it. But yeah, pumpkin pumpkin as a consumer category, yeah, I agree. It didn't really exist before Starbucks. And if you were to tell me there's a 3,000 word article about pumpkin spice lattes, I'd be like, pass. <laughs> but then you start like digging into it. You're like, huh, this is kind of interesting. Yeah. And I mean, 
it does just like, it's like so relatable. Um, You know, like everyone has pumpkin in their life. Also, Trader Joe's has gone so hard on pumpkin and that's also in so many different places. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was pretty interesting. Also, there's someone at Starbucks who's considered the quote. The the pumpkin king. The father of the pumpkin spice latte. Yes. (laughs) The pumpkin spice, the father of the pumpkin spice latte. His name is Peter Dukes. And he said, we thought this one was so unique. Give us a chance to develop what it tastes like in the cup. And you keep pulling the thread. And over time, they just had more and more. Pumpkin stuff. It's pretty. It's pretty amazing. It started uh, in 100 locations, including DC and BC, uh, Vancouver. Uh, and it's just grown more and more from over the last 25 years. It's it actually is a pretty cool retail story. It is interesting, and also I found really interesting. They had a lot of quotes from like marketers and like people that really consider like consumer behaviors and consumer attitudes towards products. And it essentially what the pumpkin spice latte became is like a, like a Megan Trainer song. Yeah. It's like so like, it's like acceptable and it's just so like normal and popular, but there's a backlash to the popularity, but then there's a backlash to the backlash and there's just so much discussion that it ends up being like a net net positive for Starbucks and for pumpkin spice lattes. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, it's like a part of fall culture. Like if you were to do like an anthropology of like the 2000s, pumpkin spice lattes would definitely be a part of it. Yes. When they do, um, what was it called? I love the 90s. Yeah. When they do like I love the 2000s, which they probably already they did. They did, yeah. Yeah, it's pumpkin spice lattes has to be at least three minutes in that series. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you can like buy pumpkin spice now. I don't yes, know. on its own. Yes. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty interesting. Also like very frequently stories about marketing like we talk about it all the time in this pod are like actually really empty but this yes. is like a real success story that's very interesting yes and it introduces the concept of basic which I find interesting too which is its own like side conversation we could have for half an hour but it's like basic means exactly what you think like the term basic is kind of like the name Karen I feel like like it's like the pumpkin Less flavoring has gotten like it's kind of like the name Karen like pumpkin not bad people are named Karen they're just normal people but it's like now it's got this connotation to it which is negative but if you have a pumpkin spice latte it's not bad right right it's it's also just like become a joke that everyone's a part of yes. it's a nas- it's a national joke that we're all involved in how many pumpkin spice lattes have you ordered in your life Two. Me too. That was the exact number I was thinking of. Like I definitely... It's something that happens around me, but not with me. Yeah. And one of the things in this article that was just shocking. I knew they weren't healthy. So much sugar. Fifty grams of sugar. So bad for you, dude. Like a if you were to have uh, like a Lucky Charms, a bowl of Lucky Charms that has like 15, 16 grams of sugar. We're talking about three and a half bowls of Lucky Charms worth of sugar. It's insane. 50 grams is the ball. If you poured out 50 grams of sugar on on a table in front of you, you'd be shocked at how much was in (laughs) one cup of coffee. I know. It's it's, it's actually, when you start cutting back on sugar, you become so aware of how it's in everything. And What if you never start cutting back on sugar? I think that's bad for your health. Eh, I'll be fine. I don't think think of you as a high sugar consumer. No, I'm not. I'm conscious of it, but I'm not, I'm not like, you know. As discussed, my sweet tooth is out of control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think about it. All right, let's move on to more Starbucks content. This will be a little bit shorter. Um, Bloomberg had an article called Why Your Starbucks Wait is So Long. It was really an article about um, 
all the options at Starbucks, which has in part led to the unionization effort at Starbucks mm. from the people who from baristas. But they have this one graphic that sort of was like the crux of the article that was so interesting. Um, I'm going to show it to you so you can look at it. Basically, they went through all the different options you can get when you order a latte. Oh, I see. Flow and, chart. Yeah. And as a result, there are so many different options and combinations that there are over... It was 383 billion, billion... with the B. Billion possible lattes that you can have if you account for all the different options, which is to say... Different kinds of milk, Amount, different kinds of espresso. This one square, two squares, three squares. Sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, different kinds of milks, then different kinds of warm, steamed, extra hot, yeah. different kinds of sweetener, like it's, it's so a, many different it's things. Just, it's exponential math is what it is. Yeah. yeah. But like that is so many possibilities. I thought it was a really cool way of explaining like why, like taking a very simple question of like, why it takes why so long. Why does it take long to get your coffee? And then it has a lot of ramifications and it's sort of like, it is ultimately a real business story, which is what Bloomberg does. So I thought it was really cool. I also really like Bloomberg Business Week. A lot of interesting reporting. I recently ordered seven drinks from Starbucks, which I was doing every day for some of the people I work with. And it took way too long. One of the machines was down. They were not cool about it. I was pissed. I had to leave early without getting them all my drinks. And I decided, you know what? I'm out. I'm not getting <laughs> drinks for myself and six other people every single day. Too much time, too much money. Not doing it anymore. Moving on. Wow. You are the real, you're the ultimate office vibes guy. Who's going to pick that up? Not my problem. Nice. I like it. Um, this article also talks about some of the new technology that's being developed to like help this specifically. Mm. It's just so interesting where innovation oh, I saw comes another from. headline that was like the, is Starbucks is spending like like $200 million on a quicker way to, to make Frappuccinos, yes. but they're going to save a billion on it. It's called the Siren System, and basically it like premixes a lot of the different options. Yeah. So anyway, I thought it was really interesting. And um, yeah, Starbucks content. Who doesn't love it? Now that I know why it takes a long time, still going to be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't make me any less pissed when I'm waiting there and be like, I ordered this 10 minutes ago. <laughs> okay. Um, on the topic of ridiculous and... and uh, expensive or things that just take a long time. Great transition, Juliet. Thank you so much. In London, there's a dessert that you can order uh, that takes a lot. They make it by your table. It doesn't take that long, mm -hmm. but it costs 50,000 pounds. Okay. Each. So what this really is, is a dessert cart. Because when you see it, and it's also engineered by the same people that like send uh, the Virgin space to space. So when you read that it costs, it costs, I don't know, $30,000 per cart, and you see that it's developed by space people, you think it's going to be like this high tech um, sort of like, you know, uh, gastronomy, foam, using chemicals. No, no, no. It's an old timey ice cream cart. <laughs> That's what it is. It's a nostalgic 1935 ice cream cart. It's called the Knickerbocker Glory. Yeah, and it's an ice cream cart in old, it's all old-timey vibes. So this is not what you think it is. When I first read it, I was like, oh, it's a spaceship that delivers ice cream Me to too. your table. I thought it was going to be like liquid nitrogen ice cream at your table side. No, they're going for like an old-timey vibe. And the highest tech thing is they frost your glass in a second. <laughs> That's the highest tech thing they have. It's basically an ice cream cart. It's yeah. an expensive ice cream cart. Does it sound delicious? Yes. Yeah, sure. The other thing that I learned from this article, which is from The Independent, is that there's a fucking ton of hotel rooms in London. Yes! And more coming. Outside of China <laughs> and Las Vegas, no. they have more hotel rooms than everywhere. More than Las Vegas. The only place where there's more only is in China. China. <laughs> is yes. More than 183,000 rooms in London. In London alone. <laughs> I do love London. Let's like, say occupancy is like 1.7 people per room. 
Like we're talking like, you know, 400,000 people. No, sorry. 300,000 people. Yeah. I mean, and it's definitely more than that. Like I'm sure like, you can squeeze four people into a room or whatever. Yeah. Some of them. I mean, yes, this is, uh, this, I guess it's booming in. Yeah. In London. Check it, it out. We, they, they led with the price of the ice cream cart, but the ice cream did sound good. It's basically like a, a customize your own Sunday, and some gentleman walks over in an old-timey suit and makes it in front of you. Yeah, I mean, it's just basically like the people of this of this article just really want you to buy into the idea of, like, the best ice cream cart possible. They call it the Apollo 11 of ice cream carts. Yeah, one's the Apollo 11 and one's the Apollo 13. Hopefully neither will um, result, result in a big uh, disaster. Well, I guess the 13 landed fine, but we've all seen the movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next, a place where there's a lot of English people or English speaking people. A story from Singapore. Um, Someone was visiting Singapore, which I really want to go to, by the way. Really? Did you see Crazy Rich Asians? Yes. It made me really want to go to Singapore. Underrated movie, by the way. Just checks all the boxes. Not going to blow you away, but it's a great film. Also, the Singapore Grand Prix looks really cool. It's a street track. It looks awesome. Oh, God. It does. It looks cool. Go back to your F1 podcast. <laughs> Someone was visiting a Japanese man, uh, and he was charged $1,000 for crab, and uh, she got really mad. Excuse me, it was a woman. Yes. I said he, but it's a she. Um, it was supposed to be $30, and she got charged $100. And I don't then, think it was supposed to be 30 It was one of those, I think it's one of those market price or per unit. They had like per 100 grams or something. So it was some sort of like market price. There was fine print she didn't yeah, read. Yeah, exactly. And and then one thing I love that the restaurant did, the restaurant played this really well. They're like, we literally brought the crab over to the table to confirm in advance. <laughs> But I'm sure they, they were didn't like, say, are you sure you want $700 yeah, no, of I'm crab? sure what they brought over would be like, look how pretty this crab is. You're about to be hooked up. They didn't say, by the way, do you, are you sure you want to pay $800 for this dead animal? It's an Alaskan king crab, and it's quite large. The New York Post has a picture. Oh, it's big. It's really big. But um, it, it didn't go over well. She was really pissed. Uh, they refused to pay. Um, she called the police. That's the, that's the headline. <laughs> she called the police. It's insane. And what did the restaurant do to rectify the whole situation? (laughs) Um, They said, here's $107 off your tab. (laughs) You can't charge me $900 for crab. And then the police are in the discussion. And your first offer is, okay, fine. Instead of charging you $900, we'll charge you $793. If the police are called, I'm not offering you anything. I'm just like, okay, you think this is how we're oh, going to settle yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. You want you want to bring bring like you know, the, bring the justice system into this? Yeah, like well, let's you, let's let's do it this way. This you, is how you want to dance? Let's dance. Yeah, you ordered it. We tried to confirm it. Yes. You did, and I'm sorry. Like you're like, what are we supposed to do about that? I would yeah, not offer them anything. Up. Oh, now you call the cops? Yeah, lawyer I'm, up. I'd be like, absolutely not. You can go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on. I do love king crab, though. By the way. Um, One of my favorite dishes. I'm not really a crab person, but I'll try it again. Crab over lobster all day, every day. I don't like shellfish that much. And it's not a kosher thing. I just don't like it that much. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, I never have lobster. um, Lobster rolls. I don't care. Oh, I love all that stuff. I like fish. I like shrimp. Fish, yes. I like fish. But I like shrimp. I like scallops. What about, like, clams and mussels? I like mussels. Linguini clam, linguini? Eh, medium on clams. No. Not my go-to. Really? Yeah, I just don't love shellfish. What about mussels? Good mussels. Love mussels. I feel like the top 15% of mussels are some of the best things you can eat, but the other 85% are just gross. And like at like a boiling shrimp or boiling crab kind of place, yes. like mussels are really good. Yes. I love a crab boil. So do you get king crab at a crab boil? Like, is that your go-to? 
Uh, it's it's a long story. I don't know how much. Very personal food news. Very quickly done. I asked. Is I like two pounds, but two pounds of king crab. It's, I'm gonna end up like this lady calling the police, being like, "How much is this? What?" <laughs> and now my kids are into it too, so I can't like start this king crab. How much is two thing. two pounds? Like fifty bucks? Oh, fifty bucks a pound. Oh wow. And one pound's not enough for me. So what I end up doing is doing. Like snow crab pound and king oh. crab pound, and my kids get snow crab because they're children. Because you have to pay for the, the like the shell, right? They don't the, like they, they, yeah, they don't weigh the meat alone because right. they cook it all together. And Quincy does love listening to food news. He's gonna be very disappointed. Quincy, you can always get king crab. Okay, well, only Quincy. Don't tell Chloe and Marco. No sisters. Exactly. <laughs> I I haven't been to that kind of place in a long time. I love it. I remember the first one I went to um, in San Jose, California. It was like. A really long line. It was really popular. Oh, it was really good. We we it's went on boiling a, crab. We went on a tour of different crab places in the valley in Los Angeles. We've been to every single one. Have you been to them in the New York place? Like, there's yes. a bunch of new. What's oh, it? the one called the Boil is fantastic. I think it's like hot and spicy something as well. Yeah, there's a bunch of. There's one in my neighborhood. We we've we are big time boil crab family. It's a great. It's, it's a just great delicious. experience. It's just like like this woman. What led us to the story? It's just too expensive. Yeah. Because at my place, The Boil, which is fantastic, one of my favorite restaurants in New York City, they are one of those places that only accepts cash. And you're like, wait a second, what? Well, yeah. I, I support it. But question for you. Do you consider that a sneaky, healthy meal if you don't have the uh, bread? Or is you just eat so much, you're just like, it's a wash? In, in t- my wife has made it before at the house. And when you see what goes into it, you know it's not healthy. Because it's like a lot of oil. It's like a stick of butter, butter. boiled in there. Fucked so yeah. good. Yeah, it's so good. So it's like low carb, but not healthy. Exactly. <laughs> okay, great. Let's move on. Um, have you heard of Alicia Keys? Yes, I have. Somehow it's taken her like 25 years of fame to come up with the idea to have a tea line called <laughs> Alicia Teas. Alicia Teas. That's it. That's the story. But the weirder part about this story is Alicia Tease was not like a small business that she's beginning. It's a birthday present from Swizz Beats. Her husband. He gave her a business, which is a great present. It's kind of like when someone buys you a constellation or names a star after you, but like way better. Like yeah. way, way better. Yeah. <laughs> like, wouldn't it be cool? It's just like you had these little conversations. Like my wife makes a lot of tea and her name is Schwa. We call her Joey, but we call it Schwa de Tay. That's really funny. Yeah. It's like Schwa de Tay. Joy of tea. Yeah. And we and imagine if like her next birthday, I was like, hey, I've incorporated joie de thé. Here's $100,000 in seed money. Here's the packaging. I'm giving you a small business. Go ahead and thrive. Um, also, he when, he, when he first gifted this to her, several, this is several years ago. He, she uh, just finally filed for the trademark, which is why it's come back up. But he posted on Instagram, everybody in Starbucks all around the world will see Alicia T's. Happy birthday. It's just great. And it's going to end up in Starbucks because they're famous. Yeah. And he's like, well, you're, he's just making it happen. He is making, he's manifesting. Yeah. As the, as the kids say. I like it. What's up with Swiss Beats these days? Is he still working? Well, he had the big versus thing. Oh, right. That Remember was during his. the pandemic, yeah. it was him and Timberland. They really rode this versus wave for a while. Became versus, a TV show. Versus should still be happening. The idea that that they didn't, Why isn't like, it? I just, I'm, it, they, it got too corporate. They sold it to like Trill, I think it's called. Not Trill, whatever. Thriller, whatever. So they kind of like got too corporate and they got away from their like roots. Mm, okay. Um, let's move on. McDonald's has a secret menu. Yes. It's a brunch menu. Yes. McBrunch. And this has come to light thanks to TikTokers. However, again, I'm going to need some evidence. Have we seen, really seen this in action? Uh, well, in Australia, it's an official menu item. Sure. But, uh, here's the my, big brekkie burger. Here's my, yeah, like I do the bit, yeah, but like, yeah, there's a secret 
There's a secret menu at McDonald's. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, brunch from McDonald's sounds awesome. But when you hear what's in the actual sandwich, it does not sound awesome. Let me take you down the road. Two patties already. One burger, patty, too bur- many. Burger patties. Two burger burger patties, and then a bunch of scrambled eggs. Not the single eggs that you get on an egg McMuffin. Scrambled eggs made from powder, and who God knows how much is made at a time, and when it's made, because you can only get this post breakfast, pre lunch. So that those eggs have been sitting there forever. And then, as if that's not gross enough, you get a hash brown on that thing, and then they top it off with barbecue sauce, and also cheese if you want it. Cheese. Hash brown, barbecue sauce, bacon, eggs, two burger patties. No fucking thank you. This is a coma. I mean, I mean, you, maybe you, an emergency no, you room can't visit. Finish that. No, it's gross. However, I do want to say there's a real movement in this country these days to include tater tots or hash browns and a breakfast burrito or a breakfast yes, sandwich. Yes. And I'm very on board with that. I, I have indulged myself. It's delicious. The hash brown used to be old McDonald's only, but I feel like it's been adopted by many more places. Trader Joe's hash browns. Never had them. Oh, oh, they're great item from Trader Joe's. I don't Joe's. have Trader Joe's in my life. I know your Whole Foods gang. No, I, I just that. don't really have one convenient to me. Oh, so, so there's one convenient to us, and you get the hash browns, and you just have to heat them up in the oven because they're kind of like pre-cooked, and they're they're easy. They're great. They're great. Hash browns are great. I love them, too. Like, they're just really, really delicious, and I, I love them in a breakfast burrito. I also think there's a, sometimes diners and restaurants will call something hash browns that are really just breakfast potatoes. Yeah. Hash browns need to be fried. They need to be shredded. They need to be small pieces of potatoes that are brown and crisp. Breakfast potatoes are different. A little bit of peppers, a little bit of onions, and some, you know, boiled potatoes. That's not the same. No, definitely not. Hash brown is really a unique thing. It's delicious. Yes. You have to basically take a potato through Shred a tr- cheese shredder and then fry it. And tater tots are, are similar. They're just like the smaller yeah, ones. Yeah, different. It's just a different they're denomination. Basically hash brownitos. More surface area, <laughs> yes, basically. Exactly. You know, you know surface <laughs> area is very important to me. All right, let's move on. Every once in a while, there's a story that tries to make New Yorkers seem like assholes. The latest story comes to us from the New York Post, where it says that kids as young as 18 months are eating caviar in, in this city of ours. Um, I reject this. Like, maybe, like, there are a few children. It's disgusting. But it's not, like, a thing. No. And, I mean, the people who agree to be um, interviewed for this, like, they should just, like, take themselves to somewhere else. Like, this is gross and not good for the kids, in, yeah, in my opinion. This, yeah, this is just terrible. The point is that kids are eating caviar Because at you give them caviar. Yeah, because you put it in front of them. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and they're like, oh, they're like fish pop rocks. Like, what? I, I like don't I still don't really know what caviar is, which is great because let's get into today's taste test. You don't know what caviar is? I mean is? I do, it's fish row. But like okay. but like I know it's like salty, I know it's, you know, fancy, although there's actually been some debate about that, something that people like just get overcharged for. Ten but minutes. We can try it because today's taste test comes is to us from a collab. Pringles and the caviar company have sent us their special Pringles with caviar. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, Restrictions all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got 
a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Quick personal food news from my wife who did a documentary about the radio legend and media mogul, Wendy Williams. Um, During one of her interviews, Wendy was eating caviar and putting it on flaming hot Doritos. Which happens in the article as well. Yes. And this is similar. This is instead of a Bellini or a traditional sort of base for caviar or a caviar bump, which we've discussed before, which again is gross and makes New Yorkers look terrible. Um, This is, we're going to spread caviar on Pringles. Now, Pringles has given us a de- delightful little care box here. It's really nice. It also comes with these little, uh, a key to open up the caviar. Yep, you have to pop it. Two gold little spoons to feed ourselves caviar. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, that's to spread it on the Pringle. Yeah, to, sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. And then uh, two different kinds. I'm holding smoked trout row. What are you holding? I am holding something. All right, I will open that. You are holding... Classic white sturgeon. Classic white sturgeon. The white sturgeon is black, not white, and the trout row is orange. Like, interesting. Um, I think I think we should go with original. original? Yeah. Even just, though we have three options, original, sour cream, and onion, and barbecue, hands down, sour cream and onion is my favorite. It's one of my oh, favorite yeah. flavors, it's not even period. Close. It's not even close. Pringles, uh, sour cream and onion, in, I, I say cheddar would be second. Like a sour cream and cheddar is also good. Love, yeah. But um, the, but original a good, solid. A good Ruffles sour so, cream and cheddar. So we're going to take a chip a piece. We have these little gold spoons. So like, here you go. Here's your spoon. Okay. I'll try the other one. You're going to try the orange the trout one, row. which is trout. And I'm going to try sturgeon. sturgeon. Smaller, smaller eggs from the sturgeon. Mm-hmm. Larger orange eggs from the trout. I know that we like went to Spain and stuff. Like, is this the fanciest thing we've ever done on Food News? No. I'd say the international trip to um, remote Mallorca, islands. Yeah. Tenerife yeah, yeah, and Malaga. Yeah, yeah, I would say that was probably the fantasy. When I look had. at caviar, I'm not appetized. I'm not like, wow, that looks awesome. I need I, to dig in. It is good, though. All right, here we go. All right, Juliet's trying the sturgeon on the Pringle. Taste it. There's a healthy dollop. It's very salty. Mm. It's good. I don't know. I'm not like, wow, this is the best thing ever. Mine is very salty, very fishy. You know what's very good? I'm trying the sturgeon. Pringles. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Pringle. That's a great point. Can I have a Pringle, please? Yeah, yeah of course. I Thank touched you. that one. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> you know what's good? Enjoy eating caviar. You know what's good? Pringles. <laughs> I prefer the Pringles to the caviar. Uh, yeah. But they the are caviar, good together. Fine. Pringles, 10 out of 10. Would recommend. Um, Do you watch Real Housewives of New York? Uh, occasionally. 
Gen Alliance is a thing. Caviar and Pringles was a thing on that as well. Like, oh, this is a thing. This is a moment. Yeah. All right, I'm trying the sturgeon now. And I'm having a trout. The, mm, the sturgeon is less fishy and salty, less aggressive of a taste, more earthy, oh, more I pre- medium. I prefer this one, the trout. Well, oh, I prefer the sturgeon. I spilled it everywhere. Can you hand me a Pringle so I can put it back onto the Pringle? Uh, you're going to clean up your spill with a Pringle and yeah. then eat it. I dropped the, trout, the, stir, the trout, sturgeon. That's the trout. trout. Yep. I like the trout better. Interesting. Super. I like the sturgeon better. Okay, great. Trout's very salty, very fishy. Like there's actual salt water in there. Wow. I love the ocean. I know you do. (laughs) Anything ocean adjacent, Juliet's in. This was fun. This is a good bit. Wow. I really prefer the orange trout. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. Not you, huh? Interesting. Okay, well, this was really fun. Thank you, Caviar Company. Well, and also thank you, Pringles. I think this is my most memorable caviar experience. Oh, really? So when they bring it with the white sauce, is that usually like sour cream? That is sour cream. That sounds like that would be awesome right now. It's not sour cream. I think it's like crema? Crema fresh. Yeah, something like that. It's like more airy and lighter Sounds than sour really cream. Sounds really good. It is really good. Like if you go traditional. I can see that really adding like a to this right now. Yeah. In college, um, when I was way less cultured than I am now, I was taken on a date to Pravda and had vodka and caviar. And wow. I had no idea what I was doing. And I had to be taught the whole time. Yeah, I'm pretty uncultured with like with food stuff, I would say. Let's host a food podcast. Well, this is a low-end food podcast. Is it? It's medium. Medium, bro. Okay, good. We did go to Spain. That was awesome. That was. Um, Thanks to United. Um, All right. On to personal food news. I was at the Oculus. Have you been there recently? Yeah, I was there this weekend. Because it was raining out. You can oh. get off at the WTC station, walk awesome. through the Oculus, watch through Brookfield, walk through Brookfield Place, and then you're at the soccer field. That is awesome. So I was in the Oculus. Um, if you're going to like the R train, there's like a little like high-end food court. That, like, on the left side is sort of after you've picked your meal, all of the drinks and the snacks are there. And it must have, like, some Coca-Cola buyout because it has a wall of Coca-Cola beverages, every single kind. Like, anything really? anything we've ever mentioned on this podcast. Caffeine-free vanilla zero. Yes, they have they have literally everything. And they also have, like, specialty sizes, like the European sizes that they don't have very oh. frequently, like the taller, thinner cans. 20 ounces, yeah. But they even had, like, the Dr. Pepper that we tried as a stunt once. Like, wow. they have literally everything. This is fantastic. And I love AHA seltzers. Love. Like, I think the Honey Peach is maybe my top seltzer at the moment. Really? And I saw it there. And I, they're very hard to find. And I was just like, what is this special arrangement? How do and I... why is it only here? Why is it only at the Oculus? I kind of get it. Like, why they might have international sizes and types because there's it's mostly a tourist Tourist. attraction or people not too many new yorkers in the oculus well unless you work there you work near there but who goes to work anymore um i do but side note uh here we are at the office but i was just like this is incredible also the visual aesthetic was beautiful i was like Mm. this is really well done i was just like i have to hand it to the coca-cola and the oculus for bringing this great experience to me and I was just really enjoyed that. Like, I, I I, sometimes think that, like, in the service of this podcast, I'll go into, like, a bodega or I'll be standing in front of the Coke wall. And I'm just, like, staring and taking it all in. And I'm like, do people think I'm about to steal? Like, do people think I'm, like, doing research? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> like, do they but think I I'm, don't like, think casing the joint? I don't think that they think you're researching for a podcast. <laughs> I mean, I'm also just really researching for myself. But here, here's, okay, so, like, you know, I love sneakers, right? And if I'm in a sneaker environment like that where it's, like, every single sneaker, all different colors, like, oh, my God, the variety in front of me, I might just mess around and buy four pairs, wow. right? But in a beverage situation, 
You kind of you kind yeah. of only buy one. You're yeah. kind of like hamstrung. Like the party, I was like, I I might I might just like get a plastic bag and buy four beverages to go. Oh, uh, definitely. If you're willing to carry it, yeah. And yeah. You're going home for sure. That's what um, that's what holds me back from buying sneakers a lot of time. Like, well, if I buy four pairs of sneakers, I'm walking around with two hands full of bags for the rest of the day. This is a separate podcast, but I feel I'm, I'm on a, like a, a apparel fast. I have enough. Like it's yeah, me too. I'm just like I'm good here. Yeah, I went um, through all my clothes recently. I was like, I don't need anything else. I really don't. Yeah. Although I'm wearing new sneakers, that they look are, great. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that's my personal food news. Check it out at the Oculus. Your turn. Okay, you know me. If I have an app on my phone of your chain restaurant, I my <laughs> my usage rate it. It goes up, I don't know, 40,000%. Okay. And they're near where I taped the carton show. There is a Pliables. Oh, interesting. And Pliables were not part of my life up till it's six new. months ago. Now. And now they're fucking everywhere. Well, do you remember there was a Pliables near Two my parents? Minutes. And like three, when he was drafted, Zach Wilson was like their official endorser. And it was like, come meet Zach Wilson at Pliables. <laughs> they separated from Zach Wilson, yeah, I can they imagine. Moved, they've yeah. moved on. Unfortunately, the Jets have not. <laughs> yeah. People would just go to Pliables now to yell at him and throw they things at like, him. They'd be like, I don't want to yeah, come yeah, if he's yeah, there. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but Pliables has become um, a big part of my life. And what do you got? I've I'm I'm I've never new, had it. I'm new in this relationship, but there's two things. This is like the smoothie smoothie decision that you make is like the juice decision that you make. You're like, I know the right thing to get. So you get a smoothie there, not an acai bowl. No, sometimes I get bowls, sometimes I get smoothies, sometimes um I'll get a bowl and a smoothie. I love an acai bowl. I have a follow-up question about acai bowls in a second. But is it pure sugar? Yes. Here's one thing that I've learned is I really enjoy all smoothies that involve peanut butter. Mm. However, I should get a smoothie that's just like green stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like it's I make that decision every time I open the app. I'm like, is today like a peanut butter Sunday, quote unquote, smoothie, or is it like the green one that I know is actually good for me, smoothie, quote unquote? And I vacillate between those two. But my question for you is, I love acai bowls. They have acai bowls. They have coconut base, mango mm. base, acai base. Um, they have they've got like four or five different bases to choose from, which is totally different than most acai places. Seconds. And like the coconut base is great. It's all white. It's fantastic. My question for you is, are acai bowls actually really bad for you? Yes. So why do they like look good for you? And like, they're just so good. It's I want a, them to be good for me. It's just having a smoothie on a bowl. Smoothies a bowl. are bad for me too. Well, I think with the sugar of the acai, but... Acai itself, the berry is supposed to have like good nutrients for you, but they do so much shit to Isn't it that like they get rid of it. sugar or something? Antioxidants. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. There's debate about if your body differentiates between processed and unprocessed sugar, but I don't know, man. Acai bowl is not actually so good like for you. Is like a smoothie's bad for me? I think it's There's like protein in it and I vegetables. Think that it, I know, but I don't think it like fills you up, right? Like you, it's not like a meal for you. Oh, no, but there is, if I get a smoothie and an acai bowl, my stomach has this very unique over smoothified feeling. <laughs> Which I can't get over for like a 90 minutes. And it happens to me over and over and over. Like, I know what I'm going to feel like afterwards. I do it anyway. And I still feel that way afterwards. All right. Well, just make the choices that are right for you. That's my personal food news. Let's hear from a listener. Hey, it's Juliet and Jacoby. This is Sarah from Maryland. Hi, Sarah. I love the pod. Thank you. I love listening to you guys because you can hear your friendship. And you just make me laugh. So I'm calling because I went to Target the other day, and it was just fall stuff everywhere. And when I went into the food area, the first thing I saw was the La Colombe Pumpkin Spice Latte. Wow. Wow. Juliet, I thought of you, and I grabbed one and threw it in my cart. Um, So I haven't gotten a chance to try it because I want to, like, 
be able to sit down and enjoy it. But it made me wonder, what are your guys' takes on, like, seasonal food flavors and, like, all the limited time flavors that places do? Like, where are you at on those? So thanks so much for the work you guys do. Again, I just love listening. Bye. Oh, so nice. Thanks for calling. Sarah from Maryland. Sarah from Maryland. I'll never call it Maryland again. It's Sarahland moving forward. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, so I mentioned this before. I love the pumpkin mush. And the fact that it's limited time only makes me buy it as much as I can. Mm. So I think it's smart. It's like the opposite of ESPN, where like they take a good thing and they just like, went so hard on it. Like everything that was ever good. I feel like something is really good, make it scarce, you know? Like mm. And then test it out, see what happens. But I, I like a limited time uh, food item. It makes a me more motivated to get thing, it. Yeah. Look at the McRib. I mean, people went crazy for that. Yeah, and, and I also like tying it to the calendar. And from last week's episode, there was the thing about the psychology of like the seasonal beverage. It's sort of like a benchmark in your brain. That's sort of like you, ma- you mark the passage of time with it, yeah. which I find interesting. I feel the same way about the Starbucks red cups because my Starbucks experience doesn't change besides ice and hot through like the seasons. I still order the same thing, but I like the cup changing. I like the aesthetics changing of places. I like when they put up new decorations. Um, But when it comes to actual seasonal foods, I don't particularly like any of the seasonal coffee flavors. I don't particularly like like a Thanksgiving meal vibe. Like, oh, we've got Thanksgiving meal pizza and a Thanksgiving meal sandwich. Like, no, I don't. that, That doesn't really do it for me. But I like the idea of it. I just don't participate in it. Does that make sense, Sarah? I'm going to answer on behalf of Sarah. Okay, please do. Thank you. I think it does. It's Sarah's proxy. Sarah, let us know if you liked that La Colombe latte. I saw Halloween decorations up outside of a house this week. Yeah. My TJ Maxx went hard on Halloween, like, before Labor Day. Really? It's ridiculous. Halloween creep is real. If you're not four weeks out, fine. But anything before that is ridiculous. Halloween's not in my life, so. It's not in your life? No, I've always hated it. Always hated Halloween? I hate dressing up. You hate dressing up. Mm. You look great today. Thank you so much. (laughs) I meant in costume, but thank you. Um, Also, thank you to our producers, Ronick Nair and Mike Wargon. We'll be back next week. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.